our environment is incredibly influential when it comes to our happiness. Living in a place where you feel at home, walking down streets where you see people that accept you for who you are, and everyone in your family embraces your lifestyle or preferences. That sounds like an amazing life, right? Unfortunately, not everyone lives in this ideal scenario. I felt the responsibility to produce an episode on the importance of embracing diversity because our differences can make us awesome, yet others can be threatened by them. Why? Let's talk about that. Welcome, everybody, to the 14th episode of Happy to Fail, the podcast where each and every Monday, you and I get to sit down and talk about life, mental health challenges, mental illness, but we don't focus on the problem. We focus on the solution because every time that a barrier is right in front of us, we got to find solutions to that. And I think that if that out of all the episodes that we have ever done, that is certainly the case with this one because right now, and hopefully the sound quality is good, I'm not at the podcast studio where I usually record. I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but there are rumors that I may be laying in a bed right now, and rest assured, there will be photographic evidence of this, but I'm in a hotel room about an hour away from my home because I'm part of a family leadership summit that's going on right now, and I talked about self-empowerment and the importance of speaking out, the importance of knowing what you're worth and motivating others through their road to recovery. So uh, I literally finished speaking about an hour ago. And then here I am hanging out with every one of you. And I would not have that be different in any kind of way. So with that being said, my name is Juan Velas Cord. I am from Puerto Rico and I am a proud survivor of uh, multiple uh, attempts against my life. I'm a person that's been diagnosed with depression and I am Puerto Rican, which does tie into this episode because we got to talk about the importance of not just embracing who you are, but how your community, everything around you, they can sometimes discriminate you based on your gender, your preference, your economical situation, a large amount of different situations that make you unique, yet other people feel threatened by that for any kind of reason. But before we keep going, if I randomly laugh during this podcast episode, just realize that as serious as we're talking about this topic, I'm sitting in a bed right now. I have black socks, but I do have clothes on. I just want to be clear about that. But this podcast is clearly just a personal journal, a weekly journal about my situations. And, and I share them with you with the hopes of motivating yourself and others to uh, live a happy, healthy, and productive life. But if you feel like you're going through a difficult emotional situation and you want to talk to somebody, don't hesitate to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273 8255 or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And if you're from Puerto Rico like myself, you can contact AMSCA's 24-7 crisis line known as Lina Paz at 1-800-981-0023. They, just like the other one, simply have passionate professionals that want to help you. A lot has been happening around our community and I feel like this is somewhat of a follow-up episode to the one where we talked about social media and the benefits that social media can have, but it can also create barriers because you have to talk about topics like discrimination, racism, when you talk about embracing diversity. 
And I think that because we live in a time and a place where it is so great, it is so easy to be open about who you are, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be while you're hanging out with friends. But at the same time, it's also easy for the people that do discriminate, the people that are racist and things like that, for them to unleash hell on all of us that simply want to be open about our life, our situations, not for fame or fortune, just because my name is Juan Velas and I suffer from mental illness. I'm Puerto Rican. I have my culture. You know, I have my specific traits and, and that's who I am. But some people do feel threatened by that. I'm a very fortunate person because I live with a wife that accepts me and loves me for who I am. Even before we got married, I did have a conversation with her just telling her, hey, not only do we have these traits because of where, where we live, but also in the context of mental health, these are the things that make me who I am. You know, I'm going to have days where I'm super happy. I'm going to have days where I'm super silent. And this is what you're getting. You want to make sure that you also accept the other person and that you both support each other to be better each and every day. And at the same time, I had a mother that always accepted me for who I was. She supported me when I decided to study uh, digital film production, communications, when some other parents would say, hey, you're going to starve to death. That's what my father told me at one point. And here I am wanting to be open and proud of, of the decisions that I'm making in my life, yet some people fully support that, but then there are going to be those people around you that are very damaging, that are very hurtful towards you, because it's almost like they have this mindset of who you're going to be. The moment that you're brought up, the moment that you're born, they've already predetermined what your life is going to be. And then all of a sudden, if you talk about the topic of religion, sexual uh, preference, anything that is not the thing they, they had intended for you, then all of a sudden, they don't accept you for who you are. This has fortunately gotten a lot better as time has gone by, but this is a battle that requires a lot of hunger from us. We need to always stay hungry to, to do our very best so it doesn't matter where you live, you're going to have a fairly good scenario where, where people simply embrace you for who you are. One of my favorite things to do once I was able to get over that initial hump of that deep, dark depression was simply be able to sit down with people that I knew had very little in common with me because I learned from them. I was sheltered for so long and so much of my life was spent watching television and getting to know characters there that I realized that I wanted to get to know characters in real life. So I would ask people about their you know, religion, lifestyle, food preference, how they grew up, just to figure out how did your home look versus mine. And it's not a thing about competition. It's just that when you embrace what other people go through or where they came from, that relationship becomes so much better and so much healthier because it's not superficial. You know the person, not just for what they present, but with everything else that they add to the conversation as you two get to know one another. And even though we're talking about positive things, there are definitely many stereotypes in my community talking about the fact that women are, are the people that cook and then the men come home and consume the food. The woman asks the men, how was your day? And it's a very one-sided, stereotypical conversation. The men, they, they don't talk about their emotions. You bury those things down because if you talk about your emotions, 
that means you're a lesser human being because you got to toughen up. Tough men don't cry. Real men don't cry. And these things, they build up a lot of trauma. And I'm very fortunate in that I didn't fall into that stereotype, although I easily could have. When you talk about my family on my father's side, they are the definition of machismo, that traditional male is the, the male is the authority figure and the woman is almost a slave to them. And I remember one time I told my wife that I didn't really want her to meet much of my family from my father's side because I knew that she was going to be exposed to a scenario where the women were, were basically slaves to men. But she wanted to meet them. And long story short, she saw that I was fortunate enough to not fall into that trap of because men treated women a certain way, that means I have to as well. You know, there is that evolution that just because our past happened uh, to be a certain way, that doesn't mean that that's how we have to act as well. But because we're talking about the topic of embracing diversity, I wanted to, to include some information. And this comes to us from Queensborough Community College talking about diversity, which means more than just acknowledging and or tolerating difference. Diversity is a set of conscious practices that involve understanding and appreciating interdependence of humanity, cultures, and the natural environment. Keywords there being understanding and appreciating. So it's not just that you present who you are. It's that if I say that I'm from Puerto Rico, for example, it's that you you understand and appreciate where I'm coming from, not just the color of my skin, but the location and everything that it implies. It also includes practicing mutual respect for qualities and experiences that are different from our own. So in my case, I remember the first time that I went to somewhere like Seattle, Washington, their culture is dramatically different from our own here in Puerto Rico. Here, we are very outspoken. We hug damn near everybody. Even if it's a stranger, if I like you, there's a good chance I'll hug you, right? But when I began traveling, I started to see that just because it happened here, that doesn't mean it happens everywhere. So if I went to another place and I just force-fed my culture into their place, I would be seen as the enemy and it's not that one side is right and one side is wrong. It's the importance of understanding where I am and the fact that my actions here as opposed to back home can mean two completely different things. Recognizing that personal, cultural, and institutionalized discrimination creates and sustains privileges for some while creating and sustaining disadvantages for others. This, this is a, a thing we could talk about for many hours repeating the part that it says, privileges for some while creating and sustaining disadvantages for others. Say you live in New York and you're coming to Puerto Rico for the first time and you don't look stereotypically Puerto Rican. To top it off, you don't even speak Spanish. Just by you coming here, even if you and I have the same amount of money, same car, and even a similar home, I will have my advantages because I speak the culture here and I don't only speak it, but I live it, right? While you're still trying to adjust. So it's one of those situations, people can take advantage of that and that does lead to uh, discrimination because you look a certain way because you're not one of us, right? So I get to treat you differently, even though you're still a beautiful, you're still an excellent human being, but just because you're not from here, you're, you're a lesser person. And I love that they included this. Building alliances across differences so that we can work together to eradicate all forms of discrimination. This part is essential because I feel like one of the biggest challenges that we have is that we talk about others without having them be here. 
I've been in so many committees, I've been in so many different places that they talk about the lack of inclusion within the Latino community. But then when I start asking questions, I see that they haven't had somebody that simply sat down with them and gone step by step talking about the things that for a person that comes from a different part of the world or speaks a different language or has a different culture, for them, this is a very threatening environment. I remember one time I was facilitating a support group in Atlanta, Georgia, and I don't know if I talked about this previously, but the first thing that that family told me, they were a Mexican family, they said, Juan, every time that I try to leave my home, there is a police officer that is waiting to stop me. I am legal, my family's legal, we all have our documentation, yet every single time that we leave our home, that police officer stops us, whether it be for school, whether it be because I'm going to work, so eventually... I get tired, I get drained. And unless you have that parent sit down with you and share those stories, you're gonna be wondering, hey, how come they don't come here? The food is so good, we have a welcoming environment, but the culture surrounding your workplace is very very harmful for them, and you have to factor that in. And a big challenge for me growing up is that when you looked at movies, usually the Latino, the Hispanic character was not really a good person. Usually it was the thief, it was the robber, very stereotypical. So when I began to travel outside of Puerto Rico, I was very afraid, and rightfully so, I think, because that's what we pretty much promoted when it comes to the big screen, right? But I was afraid that I was going to be labeled a robber, a thief, and things like that. And I remember when I was first hospitalized in Wisconsin, which has a very different culture, I definitely felt very out of place because it wasn't that it was a bad environment. As a matter of fact, I loved it. Wisconsin is the type of place that I hope to someday be able to retire at because it is so relaxing, but the food, everything is so different. And little old Juan at that point didn't really comprehend that that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing, right? But you feel out of place. You're trying to find people that you can identify with. The first thing you do look for is the color of the skin, which at that point, I felt like I was the only Puerto Rican around the part. And it definitely took an adjustment period. But once I began to accept and embrace the fact that I was in a different environment, I fell in love, people. I didn't fall in love with a specific person. I fell in love with traveling around the world, with getting to know people and people getting to know me. I ask questions, but they ask questions about me. The fact that we're all fascinated by one another. And that's one of the things that still to this day, what I'll suggest to people that want to leave that comfort zone is travel. Travel by yourself and just get to know the culture. Get to understand and comprehend the culture. Leave your comfort zone because once you have those experiences, you're going to feel a lot less threatened by people that don't look like you. Now, sharing a not-so-great story, a couple of years ago, I was invited to be a panelist at an event. I'm going to be general about that part, but what matters is that me, like someone from Puerto Rico, being a panelist at, at this event was a really big deal, and I made sure that I, I did my best to represent Puerto Rico. So there was a lot of security. There were celebrities at the event. I felt really out of place initially, but even my wife was with me, and that definitely helped, right, because I had the support system with me. At one point, we had to take an elevator. I think it was like to the third floor. They were going to be hosting us for a little while. And we're coming up with a bunch of people. We all have our IDs, and most of the people are getting by. But all of a sudden, the security guard stops me. And listen to these words, because they, they definitely were very heavy for me. He asked me, how are you here? 
Now, keep in mind, there are many people that just went by me and not, not one of them was asked anything. Yet that security guard didn't stop my wife who, when it, when it comes to her skin color, she is way brighter than I am, right? I am a person that physically looks super Puerto Rican, right? There's no denying that. And the fact that he asked me, how are you here? That killed me emotionally. Usually, I'm, I'm pretty good at managing situations like that, but think about the fact that I was super excited for this experience. I can't wait to speak to families. And the first thing that I did after I showed my ID is I went to the back of the room and just sat there, people. My, my emotions were all over the place because I was like, really, here? We're talking about empowerment. And I know it was a security guard. It wasn't one of the coordinators or anything like that. But that can kill somebody emotionally. And it doesn't matter if it's a driver, if it's a chef saying that. When somebody tells you that, it's a friendly reminder that for all the progress that we've made to embrace and accept different cultures and people and who they are, there's still a lot of work that has to be done. And I think a lot of this does come down to people feeling threatened by you because you don't look like them, right? When you talk about Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria, a lot of people moved uh, from Puerto Rico to the States. And you would see posts of people just saying these incredibly hateful things that I will, I will refuse to, to bring up in this podcast because they're horrifying, right? But you get an idea of what we're talking about. Ultimately, we're all human beings and we want to support one another. Yes, there are bad people in this world or people that make bad decisions. There are people that are racist, but we got to focus on the people that do embrace others. And when I talk about embrace, embracing for me is hugging that other person I don't have to live your lifestyle in order to accept you for who you are. I think this is a large reason why so many people, as they grow up, they're afraid to speak to their parents because what if they don't accept them? So I got to live this fake lifestyle. And even with a lot of the families that I've engaged in peer support services with, this is a very common theme. So you have no idea whether you're the person that's going through it or you have a family member whether it be because of their sexual preference, their religious views, their political views. The problem is that we sometimes take things so personally because we don't relate to them that in that process, that friend, that family member feels like they can no longer be open with you. And that's why I brought up the, the previous episode talking about social media because this is no longer about you literally being in front of me, talking to me to my face. This can happen in a tweet. I can reply to you, oh, I didn't know this was your political view. It's not the same as mine, so I guess I'm just going to unfollow. But unfollowing doesn't mean that I have to unfriend you in my real life. If anything, what makes us stronger is embracing those differences because, honestly, people, if we all lived and acted the same way, life would be pretty boring. So having said all of this, I'd like to dedicate a couple of minutes talking about what I've done to help address this in any way, shape, or form, whether it be just me learning or me trying to help see others see the harm that they're doing by just rejecting people for who they are. One of them is sometimes doing social experiments that involve active listening. So active listening is not just listening to your words, it's listening to everything between your words and what your words mean and how you're physically moving and reacting based on those words, right? So I remember one time I was in a hotel room, kind of like I am right now, just not talking to a microphone, but I was in a hotel room 
And I noticed when I first walked in, like to the front desk, that they definitely gave me some some looks. At that point, I had a facial hair, had a lot of facial hair, which did not look good on me. I just want to point that out. And they treated me a certain way because my name is Juan Velas. My, my other last name is Cor, but Juan Velas, super duper Puerto Rican. So I realized, wait a minute. Why don't I do something a little different? I'm going to call this hotel. I'm going to change my name from Juan to John. I'm going to skip Velas, and I'm going to be John Court with the same voice. But then later, I'm going to call the same hotel, but I'm Juan Velas. People, I know that the same person attended both calls, yet the enthusiasm for John Court versus Juan Velas was insanely different. John Court was, Mr. Court, how are you doing? Versus Juan, what do you need? Very different tone. With uh, John Cork, they had a much broader conversation. While with Juan Velas, I definitely felt the need to, uh, they wanted to hang up with me. And it's unfortunate, but I feel like sometimes we have to do things like this so we see the, the problem in our face. Because the next part becomes, what do I do with that? But in order to address the problem, I need to figure out what the problem is, right? Something else that I do at my job and many other places is work on changing our language because we say a lot of things that are super discriminatory. They become such a normal part of our society that we don't even think about that. And I'm not just talking about people talking to us as Puerto Ricans, as Mexicans, as fellow Latino folk that have to support one another. I'm also saying about the language that we use that is harmful for others, yet we justify that by saying, oh, they discriminate against us. A common example, a gringo. So many times I've had people in Puerto Rico, even friends come by, and people will say, oh, here's that gringo. Yet people don't really comprehend where that comes from. Gringo comes in a time that we're in Mexico, there were a lot of uh, military personnel in green suits. So the people in Mexico would start to say green, go, referring to green, the color, but talking about the military folk and go. So they're basically saying, you're not one of us, leave. Yet we still say that to this day. And I guarantee that there's some people listening to this right now that did not know the origin of the word gringo. And just like that, there's so many other words that we add them to our vocabulary, but don't ask ourselves, where does that come from? Because in order to see change in our community, we need to see change in ourselves. But it's about trying to do everything to the very best of our capabilities, because we are the example. We are the people that need to say, you know what? This is who I am. I'm doing my very best to promote embracing our community, embracing our different cultures. And that is going to be the motivation for others to go, oh, look at everything Juan is doing. So maybe it's time that I pull up my work boots and I get to work. And to close this off, another thing I always bring up because I love food is that the fact that embracing our culture, embracing diversity, embracing differences means that something as as little I mean, not little for me because I love food, but something like food becomes so much better because don't we love to experience meals from different parts of the world? We can have the same thing, poultry, chicken, yet you prepare this uh, a different way than, than I do, right? But it's significant and it's meaningful because of our differences. Every little thing about us, from our smile to the way we walk to how we dress to the music that we listen to, all of that tells a story. It tells a story of what my home possibly looked like, what I aspired to be, and maybe hopefully am at one point down the line. But everything about you tells a story. So I challenge you to do something after this podcast episode, which is go stand in front of a mirror, 
Look at yourself from clothes, your hairstyle, the phone that you have, the belt that you're wearing. Look at the color of your walls if you're in your home. Look at the color of your car. What does all of that say about you? Sometimes we have these things or we do these things without thinking about that so deeply. But when you really think about it, all of that says something about us. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that we should fully embrace that everything we have in our life does tell something specific about us. So this is obviously a topic we could talk about for many hours. I just wanted to get the conversation going because all of us have to work to embrace diversity, to embrace culture, to embrace acceptance. So hopefully this stimulates you to be able to listen to people at your workplace, to listen to your family. And next time they say something, don't be afraid to call them out with respect. Don't take it personally. Sometimes people say things because they don't know where it comes from. That's where you can sit down and educate them and let them understand that just because somebody's different from uh, who they are, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. That doesn't mean that they have to reject them. But if you'd like me to talk about this uh, in more detail in a future podcast episode, definitely let me know. And if you enjoyed this uh, unbad episode of Happy to Fail, consider leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app of choice. And a quick announcement, this is episode 14. We are going to be taking a season break once we reach episode 20. I talked about this previously, gave it some thought, and episode 20 does happen uh, during the month of September, which is recovery month. So I think that's the perfect time to take a bit of a break because a lot of things have been happening in Puerto Rico And that's admittedly been very draining for me because it's a very tender time and it drains you. It drains you because we're talking about our neighbors, we're talking about our families. And me, you know, when you talk about the anxiety, I've had all these times where I have been waking up at 3 a.m. And usually I'm somebody that when I go to bed, I fall asleep and I don't wake up till 6, 7 a.m. So that lets you know, hey, you got to take better care of yourself because I never want to be the person that only talks about the positive one, the things that are happening, and I'm Mr. Perfect. No, I'm also going through things so you can reach me, uh, happy to fail on Instagram. I am doing a lot more stories there, going behind the scenes, talking about me. So if you like to see me in, in bed, wow, I just said that, but you know, I'm not talking about in a naughty way, but if you'd like to see that uh, picture of where I recorded this episode, Uh, let me know. So up until next time, thank you for listening, taking care of yourself, embracing people for who they are, and see you next Monday.